from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit slash hypergig with details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we dust off a little piece of history every day. Today is September 2nd, 2019. The day was September 2nd, 1885. White miners murdered 28 Chinese miners in Rock Springs, Wyoming, after a dispute over the location where they were working. Anti-Chinese sentiment was high in the U.S. at the time, with the Rock Springs massacre occurring just three years after the Chinese Exclusion Act put a 10-year moratorium on Chinese labor immigration. Though the Rock Springs Massacre was not the only instance of anti-Chinese violence in this climate, it was one of the more brutal occurrences. Chinese miners had been in the United States at least since the California Gold Rush in 1849. Even though the work they were doing, like farming and building railroads, was physically demanding, difficult, and dangerous, They stayed because they could make much more money in the U.S. than they could in China. And because they kept their expenses low, they often took low-paying jobs. White workers began to view Chinese immigrants as competitors who were taking their jobs, and they made it clear that the Chinese were not welcome. 
Violence against Chinese people was not uncommon in California, Arizona, and Nevada. But even though Congress limited Chinese immigration into the United States, Chinese people continued to work in the Western U.S. The railroad company Union Pacific had coal mines across Wyoming that provided the fuel for trains. When it ran into financial trouble and needed to save money, the company cut miners' pay. On top of this, Union Pacific required workers to shop for food, clothes, and tools at the company's stores so it could pocket more money. The company's miners went on strikes against these working conditions, and they tried to unionize. But the company did not concede to the strikers' demands and even resorted to firing strikers and hiring people who were more compliant. After one 1875 strike, Union Pacific hired Chinese miners who were willing to work for low wages. By 1885, there were about 600 Chinese miners and 300 white miners working at the coal mine in Rock Springs, Wyoming. The white miners, largely Scandinavian, Welsh, and English immigrants, lived in downtown Rock Springs. The Chinese miners lived in what the white miners called Chinatown. Though the two groups worked side by side, they maintained their own cultures and languages. And white workers were still unhappy with their pay, which remained low. So they joined a union called the Knights of Labor, where they could voice their grievances. Many white miners wanted to send the Chinese out of Wyoming territory. Threats and violence against Chinese workers in Wyoming were an issue. This tension was the backdrop for a fight that broke out between Chinese and white miners in the number six mine in Rock Springs on the morning of September 2nd, 1885. It was a high yield mine and getting a good part of the mine was important for miners since they were paid by the ton. One Chinese miner was hit in the head with a pick and died in the fight. A foreman broke up the violence, but the white miners escalated the fight getting weapons and gathering in the Knights of Labor Hall. As miners from other mines joined the commotion and it became clear that violence was imminent, saloons closed for the day. By that afternoon, between 100 and 150 armed white men, mainly miners and railroad workers, had assembled near the number six mine. Women and children joined them. The mob surrounded Chinatown. The mob shot and killed Chinese people and looted and burned their houses. They went to their Union Pacific bosses and demanded they leave town. Territorial Governor Francis E. Warren called for federal troops and told Union Pacific to run a slow train that would pick up stranded Chinese miners and give them food, water, and blankets. Many Chinese people who had been threatened or faced violence were sent to Evanston, west of Rock Springs. When some of the Chinese workers requested railroad tickets out of Wyoming and the back pay they were owed, the company refused. Union Pacific even refused when white residents in Evanston requested the Chinese be paid off so they could leave Wyoming. On September 9th, the Chinese people in Evanston were put on boxcars and told they were headed to safety in San Francisco. Instead, they were taken back to Rock Springs so they could go back to work. 
Of course, they met more antagonism from white miners, who blocked them from entering the mines, and many Chinese people left Rock Springs. But Union Pacific declared that they would fire anyone who was not back to work by the 21st. And so the miners went back to work. 16 white miners were arrested and released on bail. People cheered for them upon their release. Union Pacific fired some of the white miners who took part in the massacre, but no one was convicted of robbery, rioting, arson, or murder. In the end, 28 Chinese people were killed, 15 were wounded, and all 79 of the shacks and houses in Rock Springs, Chinatown were looted and burned. Damages were estimated at about $150,000, which is the equivalent of about $4 million today. And Congress ended up compensating the miners for their loss. Federal troops built Camp Pilot Butte between downtown Rock Springs and Chinatown to prevent further violence. And they stayed there until the Spanish-American War broke out in 1898. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. We'd love it if you left us a comment on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more delicious morsels of history. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. 
Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing decked deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Deck.com forward slash iHeart.